Praise God. Welcome to the broadcast today in our teaching of the book of Romans. This is our 14th session, and uh, you can go back and watch the other 13 and everything else that goes on here in the ministry at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And uh, I wanted to let you know where the, where the messages are being uploaded, where you can go get them all in case you just tuned in, this being the first time you've seen me, heard uh, the, 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 this teaching on Romans. There's also a teaching on Galatians that's presently ongoing that's live in the studio every Friday morning at 9 a.m. You can tune in and watch that live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page or our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Or if you live in the area of Atlanta, Queen City, Texarkana, which is only 20 minutes up the road, and you'd like to be a part of that Friday morning Bible study, you don't have to be a member of Crossway Church. Uh, Just come on over. It's in the studio out back, the longest building behind our church. And you're welcome. Bring your cup of coffee, your pencil, paper, your Bibles, and let's study God's Word together so that faith can be alive in our heart. Hope can be alive in our hearts. Amen. Well, I want to make a couple of advertisements before we dig into the teaching this morning. And one of them is our newest nine CD preaching series set of The Power of God's Love. It's our latest release. There's nine CDs in here. They're all preaching CDs. And uh, this series was really revealing. Uh, God really revealed the truth to uh, in His Word concerning His love and some really some profound things that God is showing us in these last days, opening up the scriptures through the revelation of Christ and Him crucified. So I encourage you to get your copy today. You can donate the $25 for this on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There's a donate button there. And by the way, our church has a website. Uh, Crossway Church. You can find it, upload it, and that way you don't have to go to the website and all that. It's just right there. All the messages are on there, even a donate button. One last thing before we dig in this morning, the little 62-page booklet that we wrote last year and had printed, All God's Works Are Done in Truth, an amazing scripture found in, in Psalms 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. It reveals so much. It removes so much confusion and brings so much clarity to the Scriptures when you will just believe God's Word and when He tells you He only works in truth and you know that truth is Jesus and what He did at Calvary, I guarantee it, this little 62-page booklet will remove a whole lot of confusion and bring a whole lot of clarity to God's Word and set you in the right path to be able to understand more in God's Word by His Spirit than you ever have before. It's a guarantee. All it is is $15 for that little booklet, and I encourage you just to go to the website, hit the donate button, help us do what we do here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And if you're looking for a church to be in and you're in our area, our services are at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning and 6.40 every Wednesday night. And we're located at 610 Highway 59, Queen City, Texas, 75572. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for tuning in and help us get these messages out. These teachings of God's Word as it is written in truth in its righteous context is what the church needs to be hearing today. It's the only way we'll ever grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only way we'll ever walk in the place called sanctification. And I'm excited to be in the reform the reform 
formation that's taking place right now where God is bringing His people back to their first love through the revelation of Jesus Christ, His Son, and what He did at Calvary. And that not only are we justified by faith in the cross alone, but we're also sanctified by faith in the cross alone. And when you accept that, then the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal the truth in God's Word to you, just like He's about to do today. Grab your Bible, follow along. Romans chapter 1. We are uh, in last week, uh, something I got excited about was uh, we'll start in verse 11 and roll forward to where we are today. But I got excited when we got to verse 12. Let's back up to verse 11. I like to kind of back up and roll into where we're going. So instead of just blaring off in, in a verse. So watch this in verse 11. Paul says, Because I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. And last week we talked about the charismatic and all the movements out there that take this and run with this the wrong direction. Remember that Paul the Apostle is gospel focused. He's he's the message of the cross focused. If he's headed anywhere and talking about anything, he's he's leading you to the place you can put your faith that God will honor and that's the sacrifice. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's message of the cross, the form of doctrine that saved you, delivered you, made you free from sin, and made you a servant of righteousness. Romans chapter 6, verse 17, 18. Watch this now. Because I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. That is. See, that's what I got excited about last week. Paul says, that is. See, the Holy Spirit had Paul. Now, you need to clarify here, Paul. Because if you don't, folks are going to run off with that. They're going to do it anyway. But I want you to be specific here. That is what I'm talking about here, Paul is saying, and really the Holy Ghost is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. And now when Paul brings the word faith in, now we see that the the spiritual gift that would be imparted would bring about would bring a faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so what paul would bring as a spiritual gift to impart would be the word of god so that they could be comforted having mutual faith, like precious faith. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? And he rolls right on into defining this and being Uh, confirming in what I'm saying here to you. It's not, I can't impart a gift to you of healing, a gift of miracle. Now God may use me to work a miracle through me, but I can't give you and you can't give me and nobody, no preacher in the planet can give anybody else another gift of the Spirit. We can lay hands on the people. They can be baptized with the Holy Spirit, but that's just through our faith, their faith, and the Holy Spirit's doing the imparting. Amen. All we as men can do is impart the Word of God. And when we do, faith can come if it's believed. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. But it must be faith in the gospel. It must be faith That's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. So that's why Paul says, That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. And there is no faith that God honors that does not come by hearing God's word and it being the faith of the Son of God, 
that loved us and gave himself for us. We as a church have separated those two things for hundreds and maybe even longer than hundreds of years. Over here we've got <coughs> the faith we call that comes by hearing God's word. Over here we've got the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. There's no separation. The faith that comes from hearing the word of God is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. And in that revelation right there, my friend, reveals that the faith that comes by hearing any scripture that brings liberty, life, freedom, salvation, and any of its great aspects of salvation, which is so massive, and all that's within salvation, anything that comes called faith that's going to do something for us, is going to be the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself. It's going to be through our faith in the cross, the Holy Spirit can reveal the Word that can become the light for living, the path we're walking on. Outside of that, it's not. If it's faith, if it's faith that comes, that's not the faith of the Son of God. That means through the avenue by which He offered it to us, faith in the cross. Know that. Outside of what I'm telling you right now, it's not faith God will honor. And if it's not faith that comes by hearing the word of God, listen, it's because we're not placing our faith in the sacrifice, therefore the scriptures are now out of context for us. And it's not faith that comes, it's flesh. It's not faith that comes, it's flesh. And I can't wait to get further in this first chapter of Romans because, oh my goodness, it's about to get good. I said what God is doing is about to get good. It's always good, but it's about to be better. You need to understand that. If you'll follow along with this teaching as the focus is the gospel at all times, it's the gospel at all times, you and I will see that we will find ourselves being by the Holy Spirit established unto the end. Amen. And, and you need to find yourself in that establishing work of the Holy Spirit in your life through your faith in the gospel. Hallelujah. And we'll see that in the scriptures. It's not the gospel got you in and now it's just all, everything, whatever goes. No, that's not it. The gospel is what got you in. The gospel through the gospel is the way we live. It is our focus all our lives. We don't come into salvation by the cross and then just leave it. Jesus said you're going to take it up every day to be able to follow me or you're not going to be able to follow me. That's right, child of God. Without faith in the cross, you're not following Christ. Those who have their faith in the words they speak, they have their faith, they've moved it from the cross and ministries raised up in our world today among those that claim to be Christians that say it's the believer's voice of victory instead of the believer's faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Oh, they say yes, it's because of that, but today we must. And oh no, we mustn't. That's the Judaizers. That's the voice of the harlot that tells you in a subtle, deceptive way it must not still be free. It was free to get in, but now you've got to work to make it happen. No, I rest in the finished work of Christ. Yes, there are many works found for the Christian, the child of God to function in, but those works are only found in Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I'm glad I know these things. And listen, I know that many watch to be edified and encouraged and to learn God's Word as it is written in its righteous and truthful context, but I also know there's people that tune in and, 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 and hear, and I don't agree with that. I, I don't appreciate that. Well, if you have a 
problem with it, email me at curtishutchinson at att.net. Not to be ugly, but just send me an email and say, why do you teach that when the Bible says this? I mean, if I'm wrong, somebody send me an email and tell me I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. I would deeply appreciate that. If I'm off track, somebody would help me get back on track. So send me an email when, when somebody here, I don't agree with what Pastor Curtis is saying. I, 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 that's not right. That's not what the Bible says. Send me an email again at curtishutchinson at att.net and help me out. I'm trying to help you out. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm making error and, and, and sending you the wrong direction, let me know. But I'm using God's Word in the context of, its, of righteousness. And outside of that context, it can't be heard. It can't bring faith. It, it, it can only bring flesh. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know that today after years of false ministry and years of flopping and flopping and, 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 and nothing's working and when you think it is, you're really having to fake it. Listen, there is power among the church people that's not the Holy Spirit because the Antichrist, the, 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 the spirit of Antichrist can move in a body and, and make them think they're right in the middle of a move of God and God is nowhere in that because all God's works are done in truth. Amen. And you can't just say, well, the truth is Jesus so all God's works are done in Christ because He's the truth. That's true. But you can't just say that in your head and not understand how that works. Because the book of Galatians, the letter to the Galatians said, uh, yeah, I understand that He'll never leave you or forsake you, but get this, you can remove yourself from Him. When we remove ourselves from God's Word as it is in righteousness, and all His words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, write it down. I'm not making stuff up. Proverbs 8 and 8, every word that comes out of God's mouth is in righteousness. That means it flows through faith in Christ, in Christ and Him crucified alone. For He is our righteousness, and the only way it's ministered to us is by the Holy Spirit through our faith in the cross. And Galatians says in 1 and 6, you can remove yourself from Him. Chapters, chapter 5, verses 1 through 4 says we can move away from the place. We can fall from grace, which is the place Christ can affect us or profit us. We don't hear that being taught today, but we need to. We need to. We'd hear it taught more if there wasn't that damnable heresy out there that it don't matter what you do or what you believe after you're saved, you're still going to make it. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that your faith can become shipwrecked. And let me ask you a simple question. Now, I didn't say run to somebody so they can lie to you again. I'm going to ask you a simple question. If you're justified by faith, what are you if you have no faith? Well, of course, you're not justified. Ah, there are many. There are many who believe this damnable heresy of once saved, always saved. And because they believe that, they don't have a desire to study the Word of God. They don't have a desire to live for God because they don't, they've been told it doesn't really matter. God's love is just out there. His grace, His mercy. Let me tell you something, my friends. God's love, mercy, and grace is only experienced through faith in the cross only experienced through faith in the cross. And we need to remember that. Watch this today. 
Paul goes on to say, now, I would, now remember we're flowing in this same vein. I want to come to you. I can't wait to get to you. I'm praying that God would give me a prosperous journey to you and so that I can impart a spiritual gift to you so that our faith can be mutual and we can be comforted by this mutual faith. And, and he says, now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that often purposed to come unto you but was let hitherto, and I know this is King James Version, I thank God for it, but all you can do is go a little extra mile and look in the parentheses or even look up what it really means and it'll be the same for everybody and that means he's been withstood, he's been hindered, he's tried to get to them, but there's been things that get in his path that are not allowing him to get to them. That's what he's saying. He says that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. Think about that. And I've got something here in my notes I want to read. Paul says to the Roman Christians that he wanted them to know that he was wanting, he desiring to get to them, but he was being, he was being withstood when he tried to come. And his purpose was to have fruit among them as he had other Gentiles, because Paul was called to the Gentiles, and mainly to the Gentiles. And I want to read a part of Paul's calling that he gave King Agrippa that's found in Acts 26, 15 through 18. And this is when the Apostle Paul stood before King Agrippa and gave a little bit of his testimony and why he was called, how he was called, and I'm just going to read part of it. And Paul says, And I said when the Lord a bright light shined from heaven and got a hold of Saul before he was the apostle Paul. He said, and he's telling King Agrippa here, and I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus whom you persecutest. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared unto you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of these things which you have seen and of those things in which I will appear unto you. <clears throat> See, Paul's telling us here, you're going to, Lord Jesus Christ told Paul, this is why I've called you for the things in which I've shown you and the things in which I'm going to appear unto you even after this. Which Paul is the one he gave the revelation of the cross to. Think about that. He says, in verse 17 of Acts 26, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. He lets Paul, Saul know right up front, I'm, I'm going to, I've called you, I'm going to deliver you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send you to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Watch that last phrase, that verse 18, Acts 26. Paul here again giving King Agrippa his, the mission mandate on his life from Jesus Christ. He says, to open their eyes, my calling, what I've been given by the Lord, Jesus told me it'll be to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now think about that. There's only one message that does all this. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of the cross, Christ and Him crucified. Think about that. Think about that. One message does that. 
No other message does that. That's the message Paul longed to get to them. And we see that right here in the Bible. It wasn't how to, how to give more money and be more financially blessed. And, and don't say, well, that's just where they were and God's given more revelation since then. My friend, if you stepped into that sinking boat, you're, it's sinking fast. I know you can't see it if you're in it, but it, you're going to see it when it's no more there and your nose is the only thing above the water. You better cry out to Jesus and come back to your first love, which is faith in the cross of Christ. First love does not exist in any other manner. It's when we first realized God loved us so much He gave His Son, we believed it and He shed that love abroad in our hearts and He went to work. God considers our first work coming back to our first works. God only acknowledges our works as legitimate if it's Him working in and through us. And that only begins to happen when we placed our faith in the cross. And when we moved it from that to the words we speak, the works that we do, even speaking the Word of God being a good thing, giving tithes and offerings is a good thing, going to church, studying the Word, prayer and fasting, and many other things we're called to, called to do in the Word of God. But when I move my faith from the cross for salvation or for sanctification after I'm born again, then I remove myself from the place God works, and then I step into a boatload of deception, calling every feeling a move of God, calling my emotions a move of God. And God only works in truth, and truth is Christ in Him crucified. <clears throat> if it's not the truth moving you, it ain't the spirit of truth moving you. Somebody needs to say amen. I know there'll be many folks that don't agree with that, but they're the folks who are beating the air. They only have an outward appearance. They're beating the air. And let me say it again. There is power among those kind of people, but it is not the power of the Holy Spirit. I have a Bible that tells me that I can... I can make righteous judgment that I can know the false prophets by their fruit and that's not the fruit of them out there living life because they can appear to be just as sweet and humble and nice as a Christian as any Christian but I know them by their fruit by the object of their faith. For the object of our faith brings forth where our fruit comes from. If our faith is in the cross alone, our fruit will be the fruit of the Spirit. Those who have their faith in the cross can make righteous judgment. Those who don't cannot. They cannot discern either. They can only discern in a moral way, which we could do that before we were born again because we had a conscience before we even had the Spirit of God. So we need to be careful. When we move into churches, when we go into meetings and it appears there's a move of God, we need to find out what their trust is in. Because nine and a half times out of ten today, it's not in the sacrifice of Christ. It's in what they're doing, what they're speaking, what they're feeling. And we need to understand that. Paul says, look, I'm trying to get to you. I'm trying to get there. I want you to have, the, I want you to have a spiritual gift I need to impart to you. I'm trying to get to you. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to think I'm not trying to get there. I am trying to get there. And I have that same thing in my heart. That's why we went to Rusk, Texas, and we went to Prescott, Arkansas last Saturday night. And you know what? People say, well, I'm sorry there wasn't a lot of people here. You know, there was only 20, 30 people. Listen, I don't care if it's 
five people out in the barn. It's five people hopefully that'll hear the word of the Lord as it is in truth and the Holy Spirit can begin to function in them, save them and sanctify them and open their eyes, remove from the will of the devil and place them into the will of God. Hallelujah. There are many that are born again that are coming back to their first love. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And Paul says here in verse 14, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He's a debtor. What? We're to owe no man anything but love, and love gives the gospel. Love brings forth the gospel. Hallelujah. Watch this. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. (laughs) He's talking to saved people. And today's church says, I've heard the gospel. I don't need it anymore. We're past all that. I speak from experience. I've been there. First, When I first began to hear ministers on the radio but preaching the message of the cross, I said, what in the world are they doing? I'm beyond all that. And then I, then I lost my house, my land, and my vehicles, and God began to show me that, listen, if you think you're beyond the cross, it's because you've exalted your own self in pride up above everything. Everything And listen, if you think you're beyond the cross, then you have moved yourself from Him. It's daily cross to get daily bread, my friends. You can't, listen, whatever you're believing out there, contrary to what I'm telling you, you've got to twist Scripture to walk in that place. Because when we move our faith from the cross alone, we move ourselves from Him. He's only found walking in the light. And the lamb is the light. Hallelujah. If we're not following Jesus as the lamb, we're not following Jesus. Jesus said, He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John 8 and 12. But he also taught that to follow him, you got to deny yourself Take up your cross daily and follow him. Well, your cross is not your bankruptcy or your sickness. Your cross is faith in his cross because there he was crucified for you and you were crucified with him. That's good news. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now let's talk about this for a minute because here Paul finally gets to the climax of this very topic. He's almost there, but he's revealing now what it is he wants to come and to deliver unto them. What it is he wants to preach to them. These people who are already saved. You see, the Bible does say in 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the preaching of the cross, not the resurrection, not, not money, not, not, not the Holy Spirit, not, not any other thing. For the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. You want to know who's perishing? Look at those that won't preach the cross. They're perishing. God said it. I didn't say it. God said it. They may not like me. They won't listen to me on the radio. But when they hear this, if they're truly a child of God, they're convicted in their spirit. Now they can override that and they can push out by some liar telling them or their own selves telling themselves that they're above all that. They're beyond that. That cross is where I started, but Christ is not on the cross, and that's true. He's not on the cross, but where He is right now, it's because of His cross. 
He was resurrected only because of his cross. You're saved only because of his cross and God will only work in your life right now through your faith in his cross. You remove your faith from the cross, the sacrifice, and you remove yourself from him. Oh no, he'll never leave you or forsake you, but you got a Bible, open it up to Galatians 1 and 6 and 5 and 1 through 4. Read those passages where you can remove yourself from him, fall from grace, no longer being profited or affected by Christ. And Titus 1.16 says, they profess they know God. You can't tell them they don't know God. They profess they know God, but they deny him by their works. That's not talking about Jack Daniels, W.L. Weller and marijuana. No, if we think we're being saved initially or daily by our works, we're denying God. Paul wants to get to the church in Rome. And before, and before he got there, he wrote this letter. Think about that. God loved the church in Rome so much, he would get Paul, move in the heart of Paul, to write this letter. And Paul would write this letter. They would have this letter. Before Paul ever got there, they would already have this. It could be stirred in their hearts. Think about that. And Paul says here, So as much as is in me, Don't want you to be ignorant. I've been trying to get there. I've been being withstood. I've been being hindered. But I'm praying, and pray with me, I'm praying that God would open a door and give me a prosperous journey to you so that I could impart a spiritual gift to you that you and I could both have mutual faith, be comforted by our mutual faith that only happens, we're only comforted by hope and have hope through the Scriptures. Hallelujah. And And he begins to reveal that here because all Paul ever did was reveal the Old Testament in the light of Jesus. And wrote about it. Glory to God. I'm so glad the Lord has brought me back to a place where I can walk in the light with Him as He is in the light and I'm no longer pretending and beating the air and faking it and having to just go by what they've always said. I have a Bible and the Bible is my Jesus book. All the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. That means they're all seen only through Christ and what He would do at Calvary. Outside of that, it's out of context and and Romans 1.18, as we'll get to here in two or three weeks probably, says that all who hold God's word outside of that righteous context, he's opposing. His wrath is being revealed from heaven against them. Well, who's it being revealed to? Those who are holding his word in righteous context, in righteousness. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs 12 and 17, he that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. Think about that. The righteousness of God is only found in Christ through the sacrifice. That's it. No other way. It doesn't exist outside of that. Not for initial uh, salvation and the status of becoming the righteousness of God in Christ or bearing the fruits of righteousness. They do not exist without faith in the sacrifice. Hallelujah. We look through the blood into the Word of God. Therefore, it does at that moment become all about Jesus to us. He becomes the preeminent one. First. That means first before everything. First in rank and authority. That means before before I get into the Word, I must say, Lord, help me to see Jesus in the Word. For the Word tells us that I'm to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's His grace. It's His knowledge. And the way I grow in it is by faith in the avenue by which He continually imparts it to me. That sacrifice. My faith in that sacrifice. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Glory to God. So as much as is in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. So I'm closing. 
But know this, what Paul wanted to do, even to the people that were there, is preach the gospel because the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is the power of God to us who are saved. See, this proves right here it ain't talking only about those who aren't saved to save them, but it is also talking about us who are already saved. Praise God. I love you. God bless you. Till next time, find me on Curtis Hutchinson 316 on YouTube. Stay determined.